You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League! G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're at to buy, hold, sell, avoid. I'm your host TK and joined tonight by my two favourite guys, we've got Kyle Limus in the house, g'day Kyle. G'day TK, how are you mate? Doing good man, you're travelling pretty well man, what top 2,000? Uh, 2-4. Show off. 2,400 mate, yeah, so I made a couple of thousand spots on the week and it was a pretty crap round but I think everyone else had pretty average rounds as well so it turned out alright to be fair. You're flying high and now that... The absolute flyer of talking league, and we're talking about Joy Arrow himself, Eddie Durham. Now, he's top 500. He is killing it, making the moves, my man. G'day, Ed. Yeah, g'day, boys. How the fuck are we? Doing good, good, doing good. Well, not as good as you, man, seeing you're in the top 500. Uh-huh. Yeah, ex- exactly 500, actually. Talk to us, mate. Talk to us about your little start to the year and what's gone well and what's what can people expect when you reach the top 10. <laughs> Um, oh, just uh, most of the guns and stuff that I picked have gone all right, and um, I haven't really fallen into too many pitfalls. I actually started with Grant, but um, in that first uh, game, I was able to. I think I looped in like Walters, like fifty six or something. So Grant being a red dot didn't even hurt me. Um, so now I've got him, except oh, a bit of a candy's got COVID now, but yeah, no, just avoid. Avoided the pitfalls. It's still early days, so we'll see what happens. I've got the same issues as everyone else. Guys like Bullimore, Nanai, um, Tuolangi, um, I, I share all those same problems, so if I can, yeah, we just have to battle through it. Yeah, we'll talk about them, but before we do that, thank you everyone leaving Spotify reviews. They've gone through the roof, so if you haven't yet, please leave us a review on either Spotify on or Apple. Take two seconds on Spotify. We've got some merch coming out, so we'll see that if you just check out the Facebook page, Talking League Pod, or, pro, or 50% of proceeds go to the Men League Foundation as well. So please support the cause, but boys, let's rip in. Buy, hold, sell, avoid. Let's start with Angus Crichton, Ed. Now, he comes in at 731k. He's an 8% owner, dual edge mid, a break-even of 74 and he gets dropped to the bench. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Yeah, he's a sell. Usually I'd go with the general concept of just don't trade guns. However, while starting, he's been what, hitting straight 40s, mm. and now he's now he's been bent, so he's definitely not going to be playing 80s, so his scores aren't going to be going in the right direction. So um, may as well jump off now because... Um, He's got to lose a bunch of cash, and then he's going to play Origin. It's an unlucky one because you never would have saw this coming, but um, sometimes you just got to cut your losses, eh? Yeah, Ed, someone with like Angus Crichton's pedigree, you'd have to think that he's probably – he had a slow start to the season. He's probably carrying a bit of a niggly, right? Yeah, yeah possibly. I'm, I'm sure he'll bounce back at, at some point, but um, just, yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping on him, seeing what, how low his price gets mm. Definitely. Now, Kyle, we'll move to you. Lachlan Ilias, he's a 35% owner. 
So plenty of people in trouble with this guy. 293K, a break-even of 29. So not overly too much, but buy, hold, sell, or avoid on Lachlan Ilias. Yeah, well, that BE you talked about 29, mate. He hasn't even hit that in the first two games. Um, he, for me, uh, uh, like everyone else this round, is looking to sell him off. I know there's a few people that have talked about just holding him because he's so cheap and just letting him rot away in the emergencies there and hope that he pops out the other side after these next two tough games that they have. Um, he's just, yeah, he just hasn't really, I don't think he's had much of a chance really in that south side with um, just seems that Cody Walker just wants to hog everything and take the glory and do absolutely everything and leaves Elias, you know, not really with a lot to do. Um, so, yeah, I just think he's he's a sell. Um you could bet it. You could pick him up. I mean, a lot of people run this run the scenario that if you sell someone, you don't pick them up again later. But he could possibly, if he does stay low, he could possibly be a good cash out option later if he does start to pick up his game. Yeah, I think he's. You know, I've never had him, and I reckon that once they pass this tough tough draw, you know, they've got the Roosters and Penrith. When they go start like hitting their straps, I think a couple of games, maybe round six, round seven, I actually think he might turn the corner once they kind of gel a little bit. I don't know. I reckon he's a better buy for me that doesn't have him that could go down towards that 250 than you guys that picked him up at 300. Mm, yeah, definitely a good cash out if he does turn that corner, like you said, after those couple of tough games. You made a good good pick there and not grabbed him straight away. So uh, give him some experience in these harder games and he might come out the other side better off for it. For sure. Now, Ed, I'm turning to you. Tom Starling, 449K, one of the most popular plays this week. Break even of only 30. I'm surprised he's only been picked up by 5% of owners, but give me your thoughts. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Yeah, it's one of those ones where if he, if he was in this role in round one, his ownership would be like 40%. But now that people have to trade him in, um, it kept, keeps the numbers down. But no, I, I'm getting him. Um, he's only, what, like 440K. Mm-hmm. He's, the st- he's the starting hooker. No one's going to be challenging him for the job. Secure as hell. Uh, I think he plays first round, and a realistic expectation be for him to average a good 45 points. He's priced at about 35. So, um, and there's upside as well. Like, um, if things fall his way and he gets a little bit more minutes than you expect and he finds form, he could, he could average 50 maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, there's decent upside and I don't really see any downside. Like he has to have value. Yeah. Ed, what do you think about Minus, man? Like, for me, I'm kind of projecting maybe 60, 65. Frawley, I know that he's been training there in the off-season, but realistically, I can't see him taking huge minutes from him. Yeah, um, I don't see, see – Frawley probably take, like, 15 minutes. Um, doesn't matter if he's been training there in the off-season. The reason he would have been training there in the off-season is because – if he's going to be on an interchange, hookers where he's going to play, so he has to sort of mm. be able to fill in. But he's not—he's not a hooker that's going to come and take thirty minutes off from me. Yeah, he's not that guy. Yeah, who did you trade to get Starling in there, Ed? Oh, that fucking shit can, um, Elias. He, I, I'm not buying that narrative of him coming around a corner. Um, looking at his stats and then the minimal stats we've seen from reserve grade and watching the eye test. I, I could see what's happening, and it's a Feeney 2.0 all over again for those who have been playing for a few years, where you get a starting half coming into the season, everybody jumps on, but it turns out he's just a crappy pivot um, that doesn't really do much. He's, he's not going to fill the scoring columns. This isn't going to be an Avarillo situation. I think he's going to stay shit. All right, Kyle, man of 
And there are plenty of swear words tonight, Eddie Durham, but Kyle saved me. Leo Thompson, 249k. A break even of only two. Plenty going his way this week, but he is 25% owner, man. Buy, hold, sell or avoid. He's a straight up buy. He uh, he looked great last week. He didn't look out of place at all for only a second NRL game. Strong runs, strong carries, um, good defence. Um, that's usually what happens when you come from a Kiwi rugby background. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think he's a really good downgrade if you're looking to downgrade someone that's that you don't feel is performing. And if you do want to put that money in the back pocket for Cleary, is a pretty good opportunity to do that. Uh, there's no risk picking him up either. And I think that he is going to continue playing minimum of 30 minutes a game, especially now that um, Clemmer's out and Barnett's going to that edge where um, Fitzgibbon was. Um, that just brings even more sort of less experience to the bench, even with Daniel Saifidi back. Mm. Um, um, yeah, he's yeah, he's gonna. He's, there's plenty of upside there for him, um, and I think that I think that he keeps Sawasu suit out of the seventeen as well. He's a far better player, far more versatile. I don't think he really offers a lot um, compared to Leo Thompson. Yeah, so mate, Leo Thompson does he get the ticks because he's Kiwi, mate? Oh, that's definitely a big tick in that box for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, stick in the Newcastle Knights because you mentioned his name, Mitch Barnett. Now, he comes in at 646K. He's coming back from some off-season surgery, but so he's coming from the bench most of the times. He did start last game. Break-even of 77, pretty much unowned. He's under 1% owner, but what's your thoughts on this one, Kyle? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Yeah, I had a look at this one this week, mate. Um, He isn't avoid at the moment only because of his high BE. You know, as you said, a 77 BE. Um, he's someone to look at. Uh, just give him a couple of games just for him to, you know, probably he's likely going to drop the price. Um, just keep an eye out. Um, but because he's got that that jewel as well, he's good if you, you know, we do know that um, the the edges are pretty dodgy this year and it's sort of a, the seem to be a little bit hit and miss. Um, I think I, I feel that he's going to get an eighty-minute roll on that edge. Um, there's, I don't, I, I don't think Brody Jones is going to come back onto the bench. I think that um, that he is going. Him and um, him and Tyson Frizzell are going to play eighty minutes on those edges. Um, just as well, I just think you have to be just be aware of. Newcastle are using their right side a lot with Clifford Frizzell, Dane Gagai, and Dom Young, mm. and that edge really has been firing. So um, I think that needs that left edge, you know, just needs to see a little bit more action. But Fitzgibbon was was seeing some pretty good scores on that left. So I think it's just a wait and see for Barnett. At the moment, he's in a void. Yeah, I agree. That right side is lethal. Now, Ed, Kelmar, Tuliagi, 332K, break-even of 25, huge owner at 20%. Misses this week with a HIA, loses his spot to Luke Garner. But give me your thoughts. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Yeah, he's a hold. I've had him like most people since game one. Uh, um, he got a head knock last week after scoring pretty well in the in, in the first week. He looked good in the preseason as well, so he's been passed in the eye test. So I don't really see much reason to sell him right now. Uh, people might be selling him on the assumption that he might not get his job back, but that's that's a wild assumption to make when you can just wait this week he's not going to make or lose any money and then next week you get to find out if he has got a spot or not because 
if you sell him at his current price and he's going to stay as a starting second row, it, it's a terrible sell. Yeah. Now, Ed, you know, you've got plenty of better agree. You're in top 500 now. At what stage of the season do you start pulling bad players? Not, not bad players, but players from bad teams. Does that ever come to your thoughts? Uh, sometimes, but once I've got, once I've seen a bit of data for the season, uh, I get a fair indication of whether the fortunes of the team um, harm the pl- um, the player scoring or not. Like if it's a fullback or like any sort of back from a really shitty team, it can be hard for them to knock up attacking stats. But if it's an eighty-minute edge play or a big-minute middle or a hooker, like. The team could be the shittest in the league, and it doesn't necessarily affect their scoring, especially if it's all on base. Yeah, nice. All right, we'll stick to the Newcastle flavour because the next one's on your list, mate. Kurt Mann. Now, he's a dual mid mid and half in 486k, a break-even of 41, which is kind of creeping up. 15% of us all own him, but give me your thoughts. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid on this one, Ed. Uh, I've got him, and I'm going to call him a hold. Yep. Um if he's the best option you've got to trade out this week, you must be doing pretty well because I'm top 500 and I've got plenty of other <laughs> plenty of other issues. Yeah. Um, but he's still got a really solid role, and if anything, Newcastle have been losing troops, and um, his his roles look his, his roles looking solid. So I can just give him a chance to to show you what he can do because he could still come out and average 45 from here. Yeah, I'm going to put three date on him and I'm also thinking that to reach, I'm pretty much in your in your bracket as well. I think he needs to score 45 to be in my team, which means that he probably needs to hit somewhere between 55 and 60 this week. But are you in that same sort of mindset, giving him that one extra game and trying to? Because yeah. we, all, we both know that you need a sample of at least three, man, especially with these kind of mid-ranges. Yeah. Yeah, I am applying the three sample to um, yeah. I'm not going to average it though, like you. Yeah, I don't. Ex- I, I'm not going to trade him if he doesn't get a sixty. Like I just want to see that he's on the right path. If he can go out and hit like a solid forty-five, yeah. then he's bought himself another week on uh, in my team. So yeah, it, well, not, I guess not, it, it doesn't have to be a sixty, but just say if you keep him for six, after that six, he needs to average forty-five, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, he, I'm not trading him, but he's definitely on notice. I'm, I can't, I can't say I'm chuffed with the bloke. Yeah, we should have like a little notice board that we can actually send to players. You are on notice. You're going to be out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but Kyle, let's move to you now. This guy is heavily debated. Ethan Bullimore. Now he's a mid. He's sorry. He's a dual mid edge and 369k. Made a little bit of money. Break even at 25. Plenty of rumours about him being injured. Unfortunately, Manly play the final game, but he is 28% owner, so it's pretty much all of us, mate. But buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Yeah, he's similar. What you guys just talked about there with Kurt Mann, he's just a hold for another week. Um, that first game, he, he didn't do too bad. You know, he had some pretty good stats, and um, that try he got, yeah, admittedly, probably did save his score uh, from being a little bit worse than, than the 48 he did score. But last week, you know, I, I didn't realise that he actually went off uh, with that with that injury, uh, that slight injury. Um, I actually didn't see it. But, uh, yeah, I think we've got to give him another run and just see what happens this week um, after after Davey come in. Yet last week, is Bullimore going to get more than the 38 minutes that he got last week? Is he going to play 50 minutes? He needs to play 50 minutes to continue his money-making. Otherwise, he's going to start um, levelling out that BE. Um, and he's not really going to continue to generate cash. So 
I think we just need to continue to win game. I think he's going to get about 50 minutes on that edge. I can't see him playing in the middle. Um, uh, I, I know you, you and Corby and, uh, and Andy talked about it last night, that he um, coming from the bench and playing through the middle. I just can't see it. They've got, you know, they've got Walker, they've got Paseka, they've got Jake Chavojevic, you know, Tapao, Kepi. They can all play in the middle, and I don't think, think you're going to see Bullen will play in the middle. I think it's either edge or out for him. Wow. Big call, but I like it. Now, next guy we want to talk about, Jackson Polo. Now, he's been moved to the wing after a couple of games in the centre. Second half, he played on the wing last week, but 368k, so he's made a little bit of money. He's only got a break-even of 16, scoring some tries, and only 4% owner here, Cole. Buy, hold, buy, hold, sell, or avoid here, mate. Yeah, this is a this this was an interesting one. I wanted to have a good look at the Jackson Polo, hence why I wanted to speak about him tonight. Um, he was terrible last week, and he still produced a good score. Um, he is in a void currently. Um, he, he only averages, you know, as a standard winger, he only averages 28 on the wing, playing on the wing. He's outside, now outside Campbell, no pass, Aiken, 2.0, Graham. Um, uh, you know, last week, him and Milne swapped between the centre and the wing, and that definitely won't be happening this week with a genuine out-and-out centre like Campbell Graham. Um you know, if you started with him, I think it is a pretty gutsy move. And it probably, to be fair, probably has worked out all right for you. Um, but I don't think, I think he's a little bit too expensive to pick up now, considering how volatile he can be and how, how good a Graham is as a ball hog, like I said before. Um, you know, in and, and Graham's 41 games at centre, have a guess how many tries he's got? Uh, three. Nine. Wow. He's the eight <laughs> and 2.0. So he won't be passing no balls to Jackson Paulus. He's probably going to get single single figures. You know, <laughs> wingers um, rely on attacking stats. And if you're outside someone like Campbell Graham with those sorts of stats, he's not going to get much. So I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, but I just I want to see him outside Campbell Graham first. Nice. Kyle bringing the fire with the stats tonight. Now, Ed, we've got a couple of Sharkies to end your night here. Now, we've got Dalfa Nukin, who's really impressed at 537k. A break-even at 22 is actually 8% owned, so some people have really jumped on the back of him. But give me your thoughts on this one. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Avoid. He's getting way too pricey. Um, people are getting a bit excited because they see a couple of really good scores to start the year. Yep. But uh, do yourself a favour and d- dig a little bit deeper. Um, look at his previous year's stats. Look at his minutes. Look at his scoring, and look how consistent that is over the last few years. Like he's not a fifty-plus player. He he never really has been. Certainly not in mm. recent years. And on top of that, he's clearly had inflated minutes for these last two games because there's a guy named Cameron McInnes which has been sitting on the sideline. Mm. Yep. Mc, it will affect Finnegan. He he is sitting in McInnes's jersey playing his role. McInnes is definitely going to take it back, which will leave Finnegan to join the prop rotation where I can't see him playing a minute over 55 minutes at best. So he's losing at least 10 minutes, so he can't sustain his points. Nice, I like it. Now, sticking the Sharks' flavour, Blake Braley has been one of the best players to start the season. He's risen quite dramatically too. 625k already, break even to 31. 260 performances in a row. Actually 6% owned now, Ed, but give me your thoughts. Buy, hold, sell or avoid. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say avoid. Like, he does look really good, and he's playing good footy at the moment. But, um, again, he's got odd Cameron McInnes looming there. But not only that, they've got McInnes on the bench and um, Trindle on the bench as well. Like, 
at least one of those two people is going to have to take minutes at Hook Hill. I don't see how that bench could work with um, with Braley playing at 80. So, <laughs> um, so he, he's, he's, he's going to regress a bit. Um, I've got him in draft, but I, I sure as hell wouldn't be picking him up now in place it. Yeah, we need to see a bit of a track record, right? He doesn't really have any track record to speak off that kind of – that you can use two games to actually pick him up, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, I forgot to say about Mann before. Um, Emmett Sutton on Rogues posted that Mann actually went into that game uh, with um, sore, bruised ribs and that he's potentially avoiding contact from that. So that could actually explain a bit about last week's low score. Okay, that's quite interesting. I don't know if he would be avoiding contact, though, but it could kind of show that you know he is carrying an injury. But I can't really see him avoiding contact, right, boys? <laughs> Yeah, not yeah. not fully, but I mean, he's more inclined to play as a pivot and less running up the ball into the line himself. Yeah. Do you think that maybe he's just a pivot? Like, I think that's what I we've seen. Not. I really hope not. Yeah. Just from what we've seen in the trials, like, I know that that's pretty good insight, so I really do appreciate everyone sharing that, especially on that page, but I don't think Kurt Mann's the sort of guy that just because he's got a rib injury is going to avoid contact. I, don't, I just think that that's kind of what, what we're seeing now is kind of what we're going to get. It's I don't know for when if you're playing in the middle with um a sore with sore ribs that does it's not exactly a recipe for peak performance though you know yeah yeah I get that part for sure now Kyle wrap us up this is a good one AJ Brimson no one's really talked about this guy's under the radar I thought he actually played really really well last week three percent owner he's got a dual wing fullback and half tag a five hundred and seven k a break even of thirty nine though but give me your thoughts on this one buy hold sell or avoid. Yeah, um, as I said at the start of the year, seeing the running halves are actually, um, you know, they're putting up some good performances. They're not relying on this. As I've said that, you know, for the last couple of months now, um, AJ's first game back, you know, he actually read really well with, um, you know, first game back. He scored 40 points um, and he, you know, he, he unlocked, um, he, he unlocked both for more, uh, you know, in that opening set and totally ripped the Warriors a new one in that first set and he looked brilliant. Um, he just, as I said, he made everyone around him um, look better. He really, you know, has got good high confidence, and he, you know, he goes there like a bat out of hell and inspires everyone around him. He's probably the one of the more experienced guys in that team, and he probably just, he, you know, people probably draw a lot of confidence in the way that he plays and the way that he runs. Um, he's just a left field smoky option that I saw um, being a, a dual position, you know, wing fullback half where you could. You could chuck them down into wing fullbacks. You know, they haven't really been going as well as everyone sort of hoped this year, you know, you know the likes of Teddy and, and Turbo. Um, and we have seen, you know, like the, the rise of Joe Hines, um, being able to chuck him down in that wing fullback position. Um, this could be something very similar. I know he doesn't rely as much on the kick meters as what Nico Hines, you know, doesn't kick as much as what Nico does. Um, he has a career average of 37 at 5'8". At, at I think... The way the Titans are playing this, I think you could see him do quite a bit better than that. And he could just be a nice little uh, guy just to keep an eye on. At the moment, he is in a void, but um, I think he's just, just someone just to keep an eye on and chuck down in the old wing fullbacks there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take a look at him, Kyle. The only issue that I've got is him going so well at 5'8". I reckon he puts himself a little bit in in contention for that 14 role for Queensland, which would be a worry because if you pick yeah. him up, you kind of want him for round 13, right? 
Yeah, definitely. That's actually something I, um, after sort of having a look, I thought, well, you know, he, we know he has played Origin in the past at, in that 14th role, and he actually, I think, by memory, he actually didn't do too bad. So there's a possibility there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know, because that could go to Ben Hunt, couldn't it, if he doesn't start in the halves? Yeah, definitely. They've got, they've got a lot of good players. But, boys, really appreciate your thoughts tonight. Ed, good luck. Fly the... Fly the flag really high, mate. Top 500. I want to see top 200 next week, my man. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Rising up through the ranks. Keep smashing it. Kyle, I want to see you break that top 1,000, my man. Yeah, I'll be doing my best, mate. Doing my best. Yep. <laughs> TK, I want to see you make that top 10,000. <laughs> mate, this is where I was last year. So I want to be 10,000 after round 13. I'm actually pretty pleased with kind of the health and where I'm going. So I... Made up 10,000 last week. Let's make up another 10,000, break that top 10,000 and start putting some pressure on big big Eddie Durham. If it makes you feel any better, one year K5 started outside the top 30,000 and ended up making the top 50. Yeah, I think it's very doable. It's all about kind of this round 13. I think the cashies we have now, who we transfer, like the next players we bring in for them, will be more important than what we're doing right now. So everyone just... and, And not running out of trades. True. I think I might have to just. I've already made four trades by the looks of it, so I'm going to have to. I'm thinking I'm shooter right now, so I've got to can chill, get, chill out. Can, can we just can we just get these cashies to start pulling their fingers out because someone's going to start to drag the chain? Yeah, either that or stop getting injured. But boys, go well on the weekend. Appreciate your thoughts. Sweet as. Cheers, All man. Right, catch you next time, fellas.